You're listening to episode number eight of the Keto Diet Podcast. Hey, I'm Leanne from healthfulpursuit.com, and this is the Keto Diet Podcast, where we're busting through the restrictive mentality of a traditional ketogenic diet to uncover the life you crave. What's keto? Keto is a low-carb, high-fat diet where we're switching from a sugar-burning state to becoming fat-burning machines. The keto diet has helped me with fertility, has ended my constant weight struggles, blood sugar regularities, imbalanced moods, and so, so much more. I want to share this magic with you using a realistic approach to this powerful diet. No restriction, new ways of looking at things, and positive support awaits. Let's get this party started. Hey guys, today is Sunday and I have been looking forward to this specific interview for like ever and ever and ever. Before I get into what we're going to be chatting about, the awesome thing this week that I have to share with you, and it may seem super simple and really ridiculous, but I've been carrying around a large, large water bottle, like something you would take camping that carries a bunch of liters. I think it's a four liter water bottle. And I've just been carrying it around with me all day, all the time. And I've been drinking so much more water because of it. It's got a big, huge opening, which means I can chug back as much water as I want in one go. It's not my 600 milliliter water bottle, which I love. My sister gave it to me for Christmas and I love it, but it's so tiny and I drink it so quickly and then I just forget to fill it up. So although it may be a little bit simple, carrying around a huge water bottle that's actually not even a bottle, it's just a big jug of water that you would make like juice in, actually helps you drink more water for reals. I've been doing it for weeks and I love it. So I wanted to share that awesome thing with you. Today, we are covering off the following items in this episode, the difference between bioidentical hormones and hormone replacement therapy, steps to supporting proper thyroid function, alternatives to birth control, overcoming amenorrhea, and so much more. Basically, all of the questions you ever had about hormones are going to be answered. The show notes for today's episode can be found at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash podcast forward slash E8. And let's hear from one of our awesome some partners before we get started. The Keto Diet Podcast is excited to be partnered with Primal Kitchen, the makers of uncompromisingly delicious, high-quality, nutrient-dense, real food products that are also non-GMO and paleo-approved. In the world of real food eating, it's what you put on your food that keeps it interesting, and food that's good for you tastes even better with Primal Kitchen foods. And they've just come out with a dairy-free, keto-friendly ranch dressing that you can slather on just about everything. Using 100% pure avocado oil as a base, their ranch dressing includes only the finest functional and health food ingredients like nutritional yeast, apple cider vinegar, organic garlic, onion, dill, cage-free organic eggs, black pepper, and chives. Stock up on all Primal Kitchen goods by visiting healthfulpursuit.com forward slash primal and entering the coupon code FAT that's all in caps, no spaces, for 15% off your entire order. 
I do have an announcement for you guys for this episode. As I mentioned last week, I just launched my Keto Holidays Cookbook. It's a digital cookbook. It's an instant download. It's only $10. You can get it at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash keto holiday. And there are over 30 keto recipes to help make your holidays and special occasions low carb, high fat, grain free, dairy free, and paleo. It has a bunch of recommendations on how to make things low FODMAP, nightshade free, nut free, egg free, vegan, vegetarian, and it includes a bunch of Thanksgiving recipes in addition to an entire dinner party menu for your Thanksgiving festivities. So it goes through exactly which recipes to create, gives you a shopping list for those recipes, and then goes through the macros of each. And the macros are super impressive. I'm really happy that I was able to stay with the classic ketogenic approach for this book. Really excited to share it with you. Again, that's healthfulpursuit.com forward slash keto holiday. And I will include a link in the show notes for that. If you have an idea for a podcast episode or you want to submit praise over and above the review that you're about to leave for the show, you can reach me at info at ketodietpodcast.com and I'm going to read a review that we just got on the show recently. The review comes from Jen4163 and she says, Leanne, absolutely loving the new podcast so far. You have so much valuable information to share and even though I don't follow a keto diet, I still learn something new each episode. Thank you. That's so great. And that's really what I wanted to do for the Keto Diet Podcast is create a resource that all women can use, specifically those that follow a ketogenic diet. But if you have been listening for a little while, you know that I'm sharing stuff over and above and things that will help any woman. So if you want to leave your review and support my show, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com forward slash review and you'll be directed to the page where you can submit your review. Just click on reviews and write a review, give me five stars, hopefully, and write a little something nice. Or you can go to your favorite podcast app and search for the Keto Diet Podcast and submit your review there. So today's awesome guest is Dr. Rice. And if you guys don't know Dr. Rice, I highly recommend heading on over to his website or getting his book. He wrote The Natural Superwoman book in 2008. I read it. I was blown away. A couple of you recommended that he come on the show, so we got him on the show. So I'll just introduce him a little bit and then we will get started. So from the very start of his clinical practice 20 years ago, Dr. Uzi Rice's objective has been to help patients correct lifestyle mistakes from the past, overcome symptoms in the present, and move forward to a healthier future. He accomplishes this with individualized programs of natural hormones, nutrition, and body-mind principles. At his center, patients have come to him seeking a doctor who does more than prescribe pills for their symptoms. They have come to a doctor who searches for causes of problems and who works with patients to optimize their health. In 2008, The Natural Superwoman was published. This book is basically an informative encyclopedia that supplies you with scientific-based data on the value, the safety, and the significant benefits of nutrients and and natural hormones in our society today and at any age. He is currently working on a new book titled The Invisible Woman. 
You guys submitted so many amazing questions on our private Facebook group, which you gain access to when you purchase any of my keto programs available at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash shop. And there were so many questions that I had to pick the top ones, but I really, really tried to pick Dr. Rice's brain came up with a bunch of different questions. I tried to cover off everything from amenorrhea to perimenopause to menopause, hormone replacement therapy, bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, the differences, the dangers of certain hormones. And we talk about Synthroid and autoimmunity literally was so hard to keep this under an hour. I'm sorry we didn't, but I hope that you will gain a ton of knowledge on the matter of hormones and I loved how aligned Dr. Rice and I were throughout the conversation. I was nodding my head the whole time and really agreed with everything that he was saying and that's always to me a good indication that I'm having a good guest on the show, somebody that's going to provide value to you and somebody that aligns with the experiences that I've had in my own health journey. So without further ado, let's cut over to the interview. Hi, Dr. Rice. How are you doing today? Today, I'm doing very good. It's every day. <laughs> Started my day at 5.30. Oh, my goodness. Did a hard Pilates for one hour, and now I'm ready to go. It's you... the first rainy day in Los Angeles for, I think, like six months. Wow. You guys need it. <laughs> you guys really need it. For those of you who aren't familiar with Dr. Rice's work, I'm wondering, Dr. Rice, if you can tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, originally, I'm... Uh, obstetrician and gynecologist. But all my life, I strongly believe in alternative medicine. And from the very beginning of my career, I always look for solutions that are not drug and surgery related, but more nutritionally and naturally hormonal related. I opened the first PM premenstrual syndrome clinic and award. It was in 1982. And everybody say, this guy's crazy, the women that have PMS are crazy, and it doesn't exist, it's not true. And by that time, I started to give bioidentical hormones. So it's something that I use for a long period of time, and the practice is really dominant by the use of bioidentical hormone. And I mean, we're trying to give women exactly what the body have and not alternative and not look alike. And that make a huge difference. When I started, there's only three physicians in the world. They did it. One in the area of Seattle, me and one person in Brussels. Today, fortunately, there's 5,000 compounding pharmacies that give to the public bioidentical hormone. And it does show the wide acceptance of bioidentical hormone. But in the same time, the media, official medicine, the drugs administration, all of them are fighting the strength. And I don't want to get to the political reason why. <laughs> but since then, my practice have evolved. I'm doing more and more about finding nutritional solution. I have a nutritional solution for birth control. I'm very much against the use of birth control pill. I have treatment for fibroid, for endometriosis. I have a lot of supportive treatment to women with breast cancer. I do a lot of work in terms of how women can prevent and what they should do to prevent breast cancer. There's and basically on, yeah. every 
condition that it is treated by drug, medication, or surgery, in, in my practice, I have alternative solution. Now, I basically don't do regular gynecological work. It's just a treat situation that people looking for alternative solution, but uh, I treat the whole gamma of the whole person. The, the woman is not a breast and vagina. The woman have brain, have gut. The gut is essential tool for immunity, for neurotransmission, for well-being. And basically, I addressed conditions like fatigue, energy loss, memory, the epidemic of dementia and Alzheimer is incredible. And this is direct result of a generation that don't take hormone, the epidemic of bone loss. And the drug solution for bone loss are horrified. And again, this is generation of women that don't take hormone. The increased incidence of insomnia. How many women don't sleep? And insomnia lead to cancer, depression, anxiety, inability to perform well, sleeping medication, mask the situation, don't solve it. And again, if women would have bioidentical hormone, they will sleep well, they'll dream, they'll sleep deep, they'll wake up with energy. This is a population of women that have their much higher incidence of cardiovascular disease, stroke, again, directly related to the fall of our natural hormone. There's a deterioration of the skin. Do you know, yes, we can stretch the skin. We can send thousands of dollars putting on those cream, on the skin cream. But giving to the body its essential hormone is the number one tool to restore the function of our skin. We're restoring from inside, not from the outside. And Women's social skill improve. Women are depressed today. Antidepressive medication, it was shown, barely work in women that are menopausal. They first have to have their own hormone. And each of the hormones adds so much to our mood, into our mind, into our motivation, into our social skill. And, you know, I, I can talk on and on <laughs> about and the on. benefits and I guess there's there's a little bit of misconception I know probably all women wonder what's the difference between bioidentical hormones which is what you're talking about and hormone replacement therapy because I'm a woman who was on hormone replacement therapy it messed me up <laughs> but word on the street is that bioidentical hormones are better so can okay. you explain how okay that so works? what is called HRT okay it's basically a combination of two chemicals. One, they took pregnant mare, dehydrate them, sedate them, categorize them, put them in a small stall and take the urine and make out of it hormone that they're given to women. And this is the standard estrogen in the HRT. An estrogen that basically were designed to a body of a pregnant mare, but not a human being. I would say the Premarin, it's probably better solution rather than nothing, but you cannot compare its benefit to the benefit of your own hormone. And then come a drug that called Provera, okay? Provera is a chemicalized progesterone. They, and 
try to imagine who I mean by they. By they mm-hmm. did everything to confuse the public. They cannot call it progesterone, okay? Because progesterone is a bioidentical hormone. So they call it progestogen, progestine. So you'll get confused. But it is something totally different to what our body do. The chemicalized progesterone is destructive to the brain, is destructive to the mood. It impairs our mood, impairs our memory. It's agitated, it depresses, it leaches the bone. It causes tremendous amount of increase in cardiovascular disorder. It's aggressively increased breast cancer. That's Comparing really scary, the yeah. natural progesterone, it's totally different. I would say human being or hormone, it calm, relax, help sleep, behave like natural diuretic, decrease appetite, help women sleep, deepen the sleep, prevent sleep apnea. It's incredibly protective to the brain. Layer or layer of data, how women they are on progesterone, the likelihood to suffer from the consequence of stroke diminished. How women that have brain trauma when they are on progesterone, the damage is significantly lower and their recovery is faster. Progesterone built bone and progesterone is so protective to the breast from so many point of view. So the problem start with that, okay? Until 19, 2000, and one. Most women in the United States, the minute they enter menopause, they were given Premarin Provera. The truth is, if you look at the work of one of the best epidemiologists in this country, and her name is Trudy Bush and from John Hopkins. Uh, unfortunately, she is dead now. At 2001, she summarized 50 of the best report for 25-year experience for Premarin Provera. And by the way, her first sentence is, it doesn't increase breast cancer. And a year later came the most traumatic, I would think, event to women in the world, the WHI study, the Women Health Initiative, that basically, I will explain you very quickly how false it was and how false was the message. The message was HRT, I mean, hormonal replacement therapy, that ARZOS2 hormone caused breast cancer. The incidence was 28%. I can give you 50 other reasons that cause more breast cancer, including taking antibiotic for 50 days in your lifetime or drinking one cup of grapefruit a day. But that was malinformed because those women didn't enter menopause. Those women were already 10 to 20 years in menopause. Number two, they misrepresent the result. When those women taken those two hormones, the urine of pregnant mare and a chemicalized progesterone, they have 28% more breast cancer. But 25% of that population haven't taken this chemical progesterone that's aggressively increased breast cancer. And we all know it. And this group have 23% less breast cancer. The report of the Women Health Initiative would be, would, should have been estrogen of the HRT decreased breast cancer and the chemicalized progesterone increased breast cancer. Now look at that. The Swede registered everything. And immediately after that announcement, 
use of hormone in Sweden and Norway decreased by 60%. They wait for 88 years and there's no decline in breast cancer. And then there's further decrease in the incidence of breast cancer, excuse me, in the incidence of use of hormone and breast cancer start to go up. They say, that doesn't make sense. They took all the data of the WHI study. And they claim that the statistic in the WHI study, it was intentional to show that those results. And they claim they did more object, use more objective statistic. And the result of the same study with the same data that there was no increase of breast cancer, even with the two chemicalized hormone. And another group from South America did the same thing. And again, they claim this when you use proper statistic and not statistic, the intentional to show specific result, you see no increase in breast cancer. So the conclusion that women should have taken from this report that estrogen, that is the estrogen that comes from a urine of a pregnant mare, it's safe. But the problem, those are not our estrogen. Those are estrogen that human being never had. So the easiest way to look at hormone and safety, we look at pregnancy. Pregnancy is avalanche of hormone. This is the Everest of hormone in women's body. The two estrogen, one of them go up 1,000-fold. The other one go up 10-fold. Progesterone increase 100-fold, not 100%, 100-fold. Testosterone go up, human growth hormone go up. And what happened to breast cancer? The women are pregnant. It go down by 7%. What happened? The young women with breast cancer would come today to the average physician in the United States and will ask him whether they can get pregnant. They will get a horrified sto- story of death before the pregnancy ends. But the reality is, if a young woman with breast cancer get pregnant and her body is bombarded by this huge amount of bioidentical hormone, she lives twice as long, and the likelihood to have long-distance metastasis and death decreased by 50%. So basically, the message as it was given was not accurate and wrong. And one of the known scientists look only at the small group of women that had hysterectomy and didn't take the premarin and calculate that between 20 to 100,000 women die early because they were not using hormone. And what about the rest of the population? So the story is a story of safety. And the reality is when a woman comes to you, she has two questions. Would I die from breast cancer or would I gain weight? I answer (laughs) something about the first question. But about the weight gain issue, have you seen many women in menopause that don't take hormone, that don't gain weight. The minute women enter into menopause, they have changes in the function of the mitochondria. The mitochondria is an engine that push the function of every organ in the body. And in a minute, this engine 
don't work, the body slow down, metabolism slow down, fat go up, there's a condition called leptin resistance, they make weight loss even more difficult. So my answer to those women are always going on bioidentical hormone will decrease the rate of weight gain that all of them had experience. For example, estrogen increase the satay, the feeling of fullness in the body. It decreases a hormone called ghrelin that make you very hungry. And again, the metabolism go up. The body tendency to build muscle go up. The body tendency to lose, to lose fat increase. The tendency to diabetes decrease. The mood is better. We are not depressed and need to eat a lot of carbs to lift our mood. We don't stay up all night nervous and can't sleep and eat. So those two main questions that women usually ask, will I gain weight? Will I die from breast cancer? I think the data don't support negative effect. And again, even the chemicalized estrogen had shown the women that use it have lower incidence of breast cancer. So it sounds like chemical-based, while it's not ideal, like the bioidentical stuff is definitely ideal to go on. Is that right? And then more yes, like Yes, and, and, and there are many other. The chemical-based estrogen is in a pill. And first, it increases inflammation in the body. It's not good. Number two, it increases in the body a system, the whole hormone. So the minute you use it, you decrease your other hormone. For example, bioidentical estrogen decreases the dryness in the eyes. The chemicalized estrogen increases the dryness in the eyes. The bioidentical estrogen improves condition with bladder lack of control. The chemicalized estrogen don't do it. The chemicalized estrogen protect the cardiovascular system. The chemicalized estrogen don't protect the cardiovascular system. So there are layer of layer of difference. And how you want hormone that basically designed to pregnant mare to substitute what our body need. And I'm I'm not going even to the point of a horrified abuse of those horses that get sedated, categorized, dehydrated. Mind you, pregnant women, I keep you in a small bathroom, lock the door, give you a catheter, barely give you it, don't give you to drink water, how horrified it is. podcast is partnered with vital proteins you guys know how much i love vital proteins they're collagen peptides collagen protein also known as beef gelatin as well as the marine collagen has just been transformed into stick packs so if you love their products just as much as me but you're sick and tired of putting your collagen or gelatin into little baggies yourself they've done it for you each stick pack has 10 10 grams of either your collagen peptides, your beef gelatin, or your marine collagen, all in one little pack that you can put in your purse, you can take with you camping, you can even bring them on holidays. Each box comes with 20 stick packs, super excited about this. You can stock up on your stick packs and other awesome things from Vital Proteins by going to vitalproteins.com and using the coupon code VPHP10 for 10% off your entire order plus free shipping in the U.S.
And would the same would the same rules apply for say thyroid? Because I can't tell you how many people in my own practice, women that have been on synthroid forever, and the difference between synthroid, nature thyroid, desiccated thyroid, would it be assumed that the desiccated would be best? You, you know, I I've seen at least one hundred forty thousand women that I gave them different hormones. There's only one. Only one that I can state did better with chemicalized thyroid. But here is the issue. The issue is not so much the type of thyroid that I give to you. It's the system, how we measure thyroid function. You know, when I start medical school in 1972, when they taught me then about thyroid, we had no test of thyroid. Thyroid was already given for 120 years. They taught me, ask, touch a hand, if the hand are dry, if the hand are cold, if they're losing the outside third of her eyebrow, if she's losing hair, if she wake up slowly, if she wake up stiff, if she doesn't sweat, if she depressed in the morning, if she's gaining weight, if she's constipated, she has thyroid deficiency. Today, you go to somebody, he look at your result and tell you if you have thyroid deficiency or not. It's absurd because the normal, the so-called normal is between the lowest 2.5% of the population to the highest 97.5% of the population. So mind you, all your life you were in the 80th percentile and now you drop to the lowest fifth percentile. You're still normal. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah, I the agree decision <laughs> have to be mainly clinical. Also, the thyroid don't have just one hormone that's called T4, that this is the centroid. The centroid is only portion, small portion of the efficiency. It moves into T3 that's way more effective. And by the way, it also moves to T2 that is in charge of weight loss now. And we know that so many conditions interfere with the movement of the T4 to the T3. And especially when you take centroid, the body makes another hormone in large quantity that's called reverse T3, the sabotage the T3. So if you don't look for T3 and in the blood level, the T3 is good, but the woman have every sign of low thyroid. Usually you'll find out that she has very high reverse T3 that don't let your T3 work. So for me, it's first clinical appearance. And let us say I will be wrong. And let us say I would give into a woman minimal of th- amount of thyroid. And I always start with everything as low as I can. But you can never predict how somebody responds. We have different genomic. And some people respond fast. Some people respond so slow. So what would be this horrified thing that will happen? That happened one in her in hundred times that I was wrong and a woman don't need this thyroid. So for one day, she'll feel a little bit irritable, agitated, nervous. Okay, so with one out of hundred that I try to add it because she has symptomatology, she will not use it. But 99 other men and women will improve so significantly. Finally, they jump out of bed. They don't feel stiff. They don't have to be grouchy for half an hour before they feel like normal human being. They can sweat. 
the skin is soft, the hair are growing, the nail are growing, the bowel movement is softer, they maintain their weight. And you know, one of the most important things when it comes to Synthroid that you are talking is it has very long half-life. So when you take it the morning of the test, it appears like you have so much more than you really have. So you always, if you take Centroid, you shouldn't take the thyroid the morning of the test. And not only that, the latest reports show that if you take the Centroid at night, your body has ability to form more T3 and it's more useful. There's wow. one thing left that I don't have yet answer. I'm totally confused and conflicted about it. What do you do with autoimmune thyroid disease? Mm. Because there's some indirect data that maybe natural thyroid may be a little bit more offensive to people that have autoimmune thyroid disease. But I haven't developed yet a complete opinion about it. That's really interesting. And I think for any of these um, therapies, it sounds like what you're saying is a hormone protocol is more of a lifelong approach that's then changed as as needed. Like, is it, I guess, is it safe? I think I know the answer to this already, but is it safe to be on these therapies forever? Well, you make a choice. Okay. First, by the way, well, here come to the holistic approach to medicine, okay? So you see somebody with thyroid disorder. They're obese, they're tired, they're depressed, they lose hair, etc., etc., etc. You check the number and they obviously confirm it. You know, for me, confirm it. You don't have to be in, you can be in a 10th percentile and so-called within normal limit, but still you need thyroid. But then I question myself, what happened in her body that she lost the thyroid function? So number one, poor gut and inflammation lead to it. So we need to look at the gut. Number two, iodine deficiency lead to thyroid deficiency. Selenium deficiency. Selenium deficiency, it's such important factor that lead to thyroid deficiency. Now, when it comes to autoimmune thyroidism, again, leaky gut, presence of parasite can do it. People that eat tremendous amount of cruciferous, for example, they will have lower. The conversion of T4 to T3 lead to sign of thyroid deficiency. People that are stressful, it lead to some degree of thyroid deficiency. So you have to look at the whole body. Women on birth control pill. And here I'll mention something. The modern solution, oh, bioidentical hormone are not good. Chemicalized hormone are not good. Let's put them on birth control. You see, women in their 50, given this junk, those absolutely too chemical, they have nothing to do with our body. They deliver no hormone, suppress the ability of the brain to make no hormone increase significantly thromboembolic phenomenon, clots, heart attack. So when women take birth control pill, the body increase a substance called sex binding globulin. And sex binding globulin, it's our life hormonal overhead. Decide how much the body will give to you and how much your body hold away from you. So in a minute that you use the pill, the body take a lot of your thyroid away. 
by the way, not only the thyroid, the growth hormone, the cortisone, the DHEA, every other hormone from your body. So when just you switch them off the birth control pill, suddenly within six weeks, they have enough thyroid because the body don't hold it anymore. So we always have to think how to replace, why it's happened, what we can do to prevent it. And especially in an autoimmune disease, if you can control the autoimmune phenomena that led to the thyroid deficiency, you could theoretically come to a point that the person don't need any more thyroid medication. Mm. So in the case of low hormones, like we talked about thyroid and the reasons why thyroid would be low, what, what are the reasons why something like your sex hormones or cortisol would be low? Or, okay. Yeah. Okay. You're talking about what, what do you mean by sex hormone? Like estrogen, progesterone. In my okay, own experience, okay. for example, okay. it looked like a light switch had gone off in my body. Okay. Like no hormones okay. were being yeah, created. Yeah, yeah. You know, we are in the era. You see, it's I'm 71. It's I would say it's one good thing to be older because I given hormone to women since 1982. At that time, it was the effect of the horrified, chemicalized environment on women and men hormone was totally different. In the last 40 years, there is 70 to 80% decline in the level of hormone in our society. Male get more feminized. Men lose testosterone, lose the AGA, lose human growth hormone, lose the AGA, lose pregnenolone, and the estrogen go up. Look at this generation of 20 years older. Half of them, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm looking for the men and I can see young men with more estrogen than testosterone. I'm a small man, but my level of testosterone at 50 was three times as high in the level of testosterone in a young man today. The same for women. They go into menopause much earlier. The women going to menopause even in late 30. Women that try to reserve the egg in mid 30, many of them have problems. So they may not gone into menopause, but the body produces so much less estrogen. And the normal, you cannot trust the normal because the normal is normal in people of bankruptcy. You look at the average of society of income of people in the United States and you'll measure only the people on welfare. So most of the population is in hormonal bankruptcy. And finally, somebody have normal hormone, they tell you you have too much. So we need to use clinics, clinical symptoms to understand. So if I see a 20 years old woman that she's not in menopause, she's not in perimenopause, and she come and tell us she barely bleeds, She's depressed, flat, uninspired, unmotivated, cannot sleep, feel hot at night, have dry vagina, dry eyes, foggy, uninspired, unmotivated, and those symptoms exacerbate when usually the estrogen go down is a week or 10 days before her period or during her period. You know, you don't need much. She has estrogen deficiency. It doesn't matter she's not in menopause and you add her bioidentical hormone and you turn around her life. So it's so important to always look at clinical finding. 
if you don't sleep, you're depressed, you have night sweat, you don't have enough estrogen. Point. And where, and does, D- any, hmm? where does DHEA fall in all of that? Okay. So again, we are in the area of DHEA bankruptcy because DHEA mm. is used to be the highest level hormone in the body of women and men. Women were around 600, when men were around 800. And if you look at scientific article from the 60, they'll say it never go down before mid 40 and stop to go down by mid 60. Remember, DHEA, anti-autoimmune, anti-inflammatory, antiviral, anti-cancer, antidepressive, mood elevator, adaptogen, help us adapt to the environment around us. Let us feel better in a higher elevation. Let us feel better in a lower elevation. And nowadays, you see the most minimal level of DIJ in even young people. The only population of women that relatively have higher level of DIJ is women with polycystic ovary. And it was shown it's a body trial to protect them from the, protect the cardiovascular system. So DHEA is an essential hormone. It does so much, it hurts so little, and it's so predictive. Because when you give DHEA, you know exactly what is going to happen. You know exactly what going to be the sign when you take too much and you go down in a dose. You have no side effect in DHEA, but it turns to testosterone and give you oily skin, or it's agitated. So you can so safely start to give it, increase it slowly until I believe you have to reach the point that you cannot go up because the numbers are so low. And again, different people will respond differently. When it comes to men, most of them can use 50 milligram. That toxic report over 100 milligram, most women can use about 10 milligram. Very few can take 50. But this is an essential hormone. This is a powerhouse to sustain the adrenal that it's so weakened in our society because people are so stressed. It's probably one of the best anti-stress hormone, but it doesn't work immediately. You're not going to take DHEA today and, you, and you're going to be not stressed tomorrow. But within a few weeks, it will have incredible effect on you. Speaking from somebody who takes DHEA, this stuff has changed my life. <laughs> and I'm on the 10 milligram and it's And amazing. you know, and many times it also changed the life of women because it enhanced the level of estrogen in the body. And I always suggest women, always go to the point that you know you cannot take it. So if you go from 10 to 15, for example, and in the coming two weeks, you're not agitated, you don't have oily skin, that means you can tolerate 15. And then you see if you can tolerate 20. Most can tolerate between 10 to, most tolerate between 10 and 15 milligrams. Yeah, I did 20 once and it wasn't, I was yeah. so angry. <laughs> yeah. And, and here it come also. What kind of DHA? Where it coming mm. from? How pure it is? We're trying to micronize the DHA so it, its absorption is better. 
we use by the way DHA in a suppository that we put it in the entrance to the vagina because it both tightens the vagina because it hence enhances muscular activity and both lubricate the vagina because of estrogen that it gives. Some women are not tolerable to the DHA when it's coming in pills, so we also have it in drop. Cream, I think you have to use so much in order to achieve something, but in small quantity, DHA cream is wonderful to the skin and improve the quality of the skin. So speaking about um, more to do with supplementation and such, um, what are you, what is your stance on things like maca or Vitex to support home, hormone balance? <laughs> you ask me a difficult question. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, do, I, I don't want to sound ostentatious. Why I should take Vitex when I can give progesterone? Mm. Do you understand? Why? But I understand. I see women with small symptomatology. They rather make the body work better. So I would use Vitex to substitute progesterone. Maca is more complex. Do you know what? If I would be Inca Indian in the mountain in Peru, I would take maca. On that population, it worked very well. But the maca also, when I try to give hormone to women on maca, they're still not responding. They wouldn't respond well because it blocks the receptor. It covers the receptor. So this is an effect that it's smaller, milder. You know, I will go to it in the very, very, very few. They end up to need so little. that. So there are some men and women. The body absorbs hormones so fast and deactivates it so slow. So the best way to go to them is the indirect way, by maca or vitex. I use more vitex than maca. The maca is more complex. It affects a lot of hormone in the body. But, you know, when you have the real stuff, why not to use the real stuff? Do you understand? That's my question. Because progesterone have wider effect, more known effect. Mm-hmm. It might be a good strategy, say, if somebody's hormones are, are pretty balanced and it's in addition to their bioidentical hormone replacement therapy or... No, then you can screw it up. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Because you, you compete on a receptor. Do you understand? So... Both together, it's not a good idea. Yeah. You first use... Now, it's not true that when you give bioidentical hormone, you make the body lazy to produce it. It's absolutely not true. Let's take estrogen. When you start a woman that slowed down her estrogen production, whether she's still in perimenopause or menopause or even younger, by giving them bioidentical estrogen, you improve the ability of the body to make more estrogen. That will happen until 58. After 58, you won't do it. So many times adding estrogen, make it so the body can produce more estrogen. So so many times, women in perimenopause, I'll give them a little bit of estrogen, and then a few weeks later, they don't need it for a few weeks because the body improves its own production. So in general, hormone, Bioidentical hormone never interfere negatively with our body production. Besides natural cortisol. When you give natural cortisol over a certain amount that you should never give, 
then the adrenal glands start to make less. So we never, we never take over the body by giving bioidentical hormone. We either add or even improve the function. When I give you DHA, do you know how many hormones improve? Estrogen improve, testosterone improve, DHA improve. Now you're more calm, you're more relaxed, your cortisol getting better balance. You may be able to produce more pregnenolone at the same time. Do you understand? Yeah. So, and the chemical-based approaches to hormone therapy in a lot of ways could quiet the body in making their own. Is that correct? Yeah, should be abandoned. Okay. You know, this chemicalized progesterone provera should be abandoned. A drug that kills your breast, that destroy your brain, destroy your bone, agitate you, creates significantly havoc on the cardiovascular system. Why we still give it? Why we still give something like this? I was reviewing the literature. And just give you an example. They talk about antidepressive drug by the name of Paxil. And the article say, is it a villain that should be abandoned? No, it's not so bad. Well, it's not so bad. It increased breast cancer by 600%. Oh, and if you are on tamoxifen and you take Paxil, your death improved by 100%. Why such a drug should be available at all? When so, and by the way, it has a whole gamma of other horrified side effects. Why? Why it shouldn't be taken out of the market? In the case of adrenal dysfunction, I have a little bit of history of supplementing with hydrocortisone. I'm now off of it. Um, but what, what are the steps that one can take to support their adrenals hormonally with bioidentical hormones or whatnot, like we spoke about DHEA and how that can support the adrenals. Is hydrocortisone a bad approach or what's a better approach? So listen, I, I can tell my life story. There's a period of my time, I don't do it for 20 years now, I did obstetric. And I did obstetric here in Beverly Hill. I never left a woman in labor. So when a woman will go into labor, I would stay there until she delivered and end up working 120 hours a week. How long it took until I collapsed and one day couldn't wake up in the morning and my cortisone was in the bottom, okay? So the adrenal gland is a lifeline gland. If I'll remove the adrenal of the strongest man on earth, he will die in 48 hours. For so the average person will die in 24 hours. So we all horrified by the name cortisol, but most of the cortisol they are given are chemicals. But the adrenal hormone make natural hydrocortisol, and we can't function without it. So I won't get to the technology how to diagnose, but if you have adrenal deficiency, and westernized medicine understand one adrenal deficiency. It's Addison disease. You die in few months if you don't supplement. I'm not talking about this extreme like Kennedy have, but most of us have subfunction, not optimal function. And because of that, we overwhelm. We get everything tired us, fatigue us. We can't tolerate noise. We can't tolerate any change. We crave a lot of sweet. We feel dizzy easily. When that point comes, we have to do two things. First, we need to give the essence of life of the adrenal gland. 
and we need to give natural hydrocortisone in order to start to function, not to further suppress the activity. And we usually, we have to remember the natural hydrocortisone work for four to six hours. So we need to adjust it according to your activity. If you're going to exercise, you'll take much more than if you sit on a desk all day long. But while you're doing that, you have to start to build back the environment that the adrenal will recover from the period of suppress and stress and will start to produce more of its own hormone. And we do it by giving glandular that are not active, by giving different herbs that are adaptogen, that enhance adrenal function, maybe a little bit of licorice that keep the cortisone a little higher. So I can tell you there are periods that I was totally dependent on hydrocortisone. And as I got better, as I got better, I got off that. But I remember one day I was on the beach in in Wailea, in, um, in Hawaii, and everybody's running. And I said, hey, I used to run. Mm-hmm. I can run. I'm strong. And I started to run. And I ran for one hour and felt so good about myself. But a week later, my cortisone was zero, okay, <laughs> because I overdid it. And I have yeah. to start again to take cortisol. So it's a lifelong balance where there are periods that you need to add some bioidentical cortisol or just support it with indefinitely DHEA and pregnenolone, a strong supporter of the adrenal gland. There are adrenal hormones, but also when we want to help our adrenal gland, we have to abstain with conditions like stress and insomnia and agitation that will further deteriorate the function of the adrenal. So it's not just the supplement. You have to create the environment that helps the body to heal in the same time. And maybe you wouldn't need those supplements. And that's very typical to the adrenal, but not to the ovary. When you reach 58, there's no one ovary on this planet that could produce any estrogen. When you enter complete menopause, there's not one ovary on a planet that produce progesterone. You have to add them. And a lot of doctors will prescribe a birth control to do this. What are I your think it's the most that? horrified, <laughs> horrified thing I've ever seen. Do you know there's a data of thinning of, of brain tissue. It doesn't give anything because it has no hormone. Maybe, maybe, I would say, the birth control of the 60 that had a lot of estrogen. They gave to women some estrogen. But this is anti-estrogen hysteria that I call it the most chauvinistic act ever in the United States, basically claiming the women hormone is horror. They started to do the following. They minimize to minimum the level of a chemicalized estrogen in a birth control pill. And here, if you really look at it, this young girl, they're depressed, they have dry vagina, they have dry eye, they have significant memory loss, they have decrease in the ability to learn, to reason, to remember, to retain, to retrieve, and in the same time, they increase the intensity of a variety of chemicalized 
progesterone that's so nasty to their body. They, not only that they increase breast cancer significantly, they reawaken cancer that was pronounced dead already. They destroy the cardiovascular system. They agitate. They make you retain water. They make you hungry. They destroy your bone. So tell me why women, why it would ever should be given to women. This is the one that I usually don't write prescription, but I respect prescription that somebody use that I refuse to write. I wouldn't write prescription for birth control pill. Something that take young girl and give him a stroke. Yeah. Why no, it should be available at all. The podcast is excited to be partnered with IntelliBed, the non-toxic mattress that provides optimal comfort and support for your body. If you guys remember, last year I wrote a post about my newfound discovery of the toxins conventional mattresses are treated in. From flame retardants, boric acid, and formaldehyde, it was enough to make my skin crawl. All of these chemicals can wreak havoc on health, including our hormone function. So in July 2015, I swapped out my conventional mattress for an IntelliBed, and it's been one of the best choices I've made for our family's health. We didn't think that the headaches, throat clearing, and hip pains were being caused by our mattress, but it's so clear now that they were. You too can create a toxin-free sleeping environment with IntelliBed. Head on over to healthfulpursuit.com forward slash sleep to get 10% off your IntelliBed order plus a free Blendtec blender when you place an order on or before December 5th, 2016. Once you've decided on a mattress, use the coupon code HEALTHFUL at checkout for your discount. In the beginning of our recording, you mentioned uh, nutritional solutions for birth control. So if somebody is perimenopause or in the reproductive years, what are some steps that they can take if birth control is no good? Okay. So perimenopause, the likelihood that they'll get pregnant is yeah. wishful, okay? Unfortunately. But what I do, well, we, we, basically, have, we basically have only four systems. Uh, withdrawal that don't work. Using different form of barrier, like rubber or diaphragm. By the way, the diaphragm work just because of a gel that it's anti spermicidal, but this anti-spermicidal gel will enter your abdominal cavity from the uterus. And, and I'm horrified to think how it will irritate and how it will affect the body. Then there's IUD. It's not a, it's invasive system. And especially there's IUD that have chemicalized progesterone that even the Scandinavian that produce it has shown that increased breast cancer. So what I do, I use bioidentical progesterone to create birth control-like environment. And by the way, it, uh, 50 years ago, uh, Greenwald, one of the most known endocrinologists in the country, registered it as a patent for birth control, never use it. Because when I take young woman at any age, and rather that she would have the progesterone being produced in the last two weeks of a cycle after she ovulate, I give it around the clock. I usually give, because what I want to achieve, I want to achieve that the lining of the uterus will be paper thin. So I give him progesterone in suppository. By the way, the minute you put progesterone in suppository, you eliminate the mucus, 
There's no mucus. Progesterone eliminates the mucus. And if you use it before ovulation, there'll be no mucus. And they use progesterone in cream during the day. The truth is that it takes a period of 10 to 12 weeks of totally irregular bleeding until they come to a point that they don't bleed at all. They don't bleed, not because we affected their hormone. Their hormones are ongoing and they're perfect without any disturbance. We eliminate the thickness of the lining of the uterus. So the uterus lining is paper thin. Nothing can be implanted. Nothing can get in. And I do it for at least 30 years. A few thousand women that I did it with them. I don't recall even one to conceive. And... It will work on about 95 out of 100, there's 5%. The system is not comfortable to them, but that's a beautiful system that gives you a birth control environment. By the way, will suppress any ability to have endometriosis because the lining is thin. And the minute you want to conceive, you stop it. And just as a sudden, you return to normal cyclicity. That's amazing. <laughs> that totally but blows nobody's my mind. going to use it. Nobody's going to use it. You can't patent it. Yeah. You know what? You cannot make money out of it. Hey, it's not going to be used. Yeah, it's unfortunate. That but that's people that deal with bioidentical hormone, that's a good way for them to use it. And especially the need to apply the progesterone at night deep vaginally, because deep vaginally, it go to cervical artery, the lead it first of the uterus. And that's how it creates the thinning of the lining of the uterus. I love that strategy. I can't, like that, that I know is going to help that's so many people. That's the incredible start to endometriosis. You, you'll see, beside that I give a lot of anti-inflammatory in different way, this, this will heal the symptomatology, the pain, the abnormal bleeding. It's very good. And the same... The same thing, fibroid, endometriosis. They all come, by the way, fibroid, endometriosis, breast cancer, uterine cancer. They all come from one origin. It's a subtype of estrogen. By the way, this is not the estrogen that we give to women that call for hydroxyesterone and estradiol. Those are the most vicious estrogen in our body. Nobody look at them. I can see women with breast cancer that they frighten the hell out of her from estrogen, but she's full of 4-hydroxyesterone and estradiol. And there are ways for us to work on those systems, diminish them, and convert them to type of estrogen that are not as aggressive. In the case of amenorrhea, this seems to be a huge problem. As somebody who suffered from amenorrhea for eight years, I wrote a blog post about it a couple of years ago and was surprised at how many women don't get a period. What are the steps that one can take to get it back using your... So first, number one, the number one villain for that is birth control pill, okay? Mm-hmm. The birth control suppresses the body so much so he doesn't wake up. But let... What you're talking about, a woman that at young age barely have a period or have irregular yes. period? Okay. Yeah, like either they had a regular period and then probably okay. so started dieting. So or... that's called a hypothalamic amenorrhea. Yeah. The few reasons, you know, we are in a society that, that you have an ounce 
and especially here, ounce of weight too much, you, sh- you should be shameful. So lack of nutrient, it's a big reason for hypothalamic amenorrhea. So you have to look at the nutritional approach. Thyroid is a main reason for hypothalamic amenorrhea. You have to look if there's proper thyroid function. Too much of a hormone called prolactin can cause it. But what actually I do, there's two issues. The first issue is this is a young woman that suffer from the same thing as women in menopause. They don't have enough estrogen. They have decline in their brain function, bone function, heart function, skin. Every system in the body deteriorates. The eyesight deteriorates. The hearing deteriorates. The vagina is not functional. So because she's young, it doesn't mean we don't need to substitute it. We have two choices. Either we'll substitute it with bioidentical hormone. Obviously, the common mistake is to give birth control pill and they have a period and they're happy. But basically, we farther had suppressed the situation. Another possibility is to do everything that you can to enhance the body to regulate itself. So the interesting thing, estriol, one of the most incredible estrogen that hardly is used, unfortunately. I never give estradiol, the main estrogen we give without estriol. The only group I don't give it is women that have melasma because estriol enhances the melasma. Estriol go up a thousand times when women are pregnant. That's why a lot of pregnant women have melasma. But if you give estriol alone, many times that it's incredible trigger for the hypothalamic area to start to work. Also, as I said before, adding estrogen don't make your brain more lazy to make estrogen. On the other end, enhance it to make more estrogen. So the first thing that I would do, those young lady, is not that they have no estrogen. Most of the time, they have little estrogen. If they would not ovulate and have normal amount of estrogen, they will not be hypothalamic amenorrheic. They will bleed like crazy. They'll have water retention. They'll have breast pain. But first, for cycle or two, unless they're very deficient in estrogen, I'll give them just progesterone. Because sometimes giving progesterone for two weeks plus estriol trigger the endocrine system to work better. Something else. I always give them melatonin. Melatonin improves your endocrine function. I make sure that the prolactin is low because prolactin can suppress, again, the endocrine system. So the easier will be replaced just with progesterone or with estrogen, estriol, and progesterone. And by the way, you, every one of those women, you have to look if they have some symptomatology of polycystic ovary. If polycystic ovary 50 years ago was very rare event, and it used to be called Stein-Levitan syndrome, and those women look like very unappealing men, today you can have beautiful women with beautiful skin, without acne, with a lot of hair, and she has a lot of a characteristic of polycystic ovary. We know today that it's coming from chemical, from plastic, that their mother had taken when she was pregnant. It's one of the main reasons. 
But if you have symptomatology of polycystic ovary, that's another reason for irregular period. And then they, we can do totally different things to enhance the period. We mainly concentrate on decreasing the insulin resistance. We give them large dose of inositol and different type of inositol that will enhance it. So, and again, as I said, you have to make sure that the thyroid is optimal. But the key, because she's young, it's not okay that we keep her hormonal deficiency. It's also the year that she has to learn, to grow, to excel, to improve. And we need to completely replace them. And many of those girls, young girls, have human growth hormone deficiency. They also bring problem to that. The level of human growth hormone in a population is 70 to 80% lower what we used to be. And many times I, I would stimulate the reappearance of a normal cyclicity with human growth hormone. They have such strong effect of everything in our brain function. Phenomenal. I know that everything that you've just shared is going to be so helpful. And I'm sure a lot of women listening are like, this man is amazing. How do I work with him? Where do I get support? Because you're so knowledgeable and not everyone lives in LA. <laughs> so I know. You know what? You get support. There's two issues. There's everywhere in the United States. I think in, I, I would say in any shopping center, there's a hormonal replacement. So there's a lot of it. Yeah. But not a lot of knowledge. Mm -hmm. The key issue when you come to have hormonal replacement is... It's the most of the product that are given don't work. 80% of the pharmaceutical product don't give the minimum that you need to eliminate night sweats. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to report in a lecture that I'm going to give that there's two big study now that they stop it that was based on a patch. The patch is, you know, the holy grail of chemical, of uh, big pharma hormonal replacement, and they show it doesn't give the minimum level that needed. Only 15% of the women who use a patch get the minimum that needed. They need to make sure that nobody determine for them what is enough. Nobody know what's enough to you. You know what's enough to you. And if you take uh, 12th grade today and look at the level of hormone in the 21st day of the cycle, it will range from 70 to 400. And nobody can determine what is right to you. And you have to make sure when they give you estrogen, that's very simple. Always three things a measure. The level of estrogen, that's estradiol, something called sex binding globulin that in charge of how much your body gives to you and how much your body holds for you, and the FSH. This is the follicular stimulate hormone. This is your brain tell you how much I think you have. When women are in fertility age, it's under 10. When it goes to 15, there's already a question if they can get pregnant. As they get more into perimenopause, it goes up. And in menopause, it's over 100, while the estrogen is zero. So those three tools will let you know if you have enough estrogen. Because if somebody tell you, oh, yes, your estrogen is 200, it's too much. But the FSH is 40. Your brain don't think you have too much. And many times it's because 
your sex binding globulin is higher than normal. And many times it's a result of use of birth control pill or estrogen in a pill form. And that means your body don't give you what usually the body gets. He gives you much less. That's why you need much more. So the key when you're given hormone anywhere and you don't feel right, you didn't obtain back your vibration, your smart thinking, your deep sleep, your motivation, your sexuality, your social skill, your happiness, you 99% don't have enough estrogen. And so many products don't give enough. And by increasing the level of estrogen in those products, it won't work. You have to find other products that work better. Brilliant. So I guess if you're working with a doctor that maybe prescribes a chemical-based hormone replacement therapy. No, you or shouldn't work with a doctor yeah. prescribed chemical. This is, this is 18th century. Yeah. You know what? This is 18th century. And by, by the way, one thing to say, a lot of women get hysterectomy. I, I, I wouldn't yeah. mention why. But the minute they get hysterectomy, they say you don't need progesterone. Why? Because they finally learn that the cameras, chemicalized progesterone is so vicious. Yes, you don't need chemicalized progesterone, but the natural progesterone is not there only to protect you from cancer in the uterus that the estrogen alone does. Progesterone protects your brain, calm you, relax you, build your bone, take fluid out of you, decrease your craving, decrease your anxiety, strongly protect you from breast cancer. This is something cardinal to be used with estrogen. And not only then, there's like a secret subliminal formula that the progesterone protect your body from utilizing the estrogen one amazing and i think the a lot of the things that you said can also help people find a doctor support um would you recommend that somebody just google like bioidentical hormone you find it from friend for people that have gone from people story you might be talking to your general physician that have experience. You ask around. You go by yourself. You don't listen to any bullshit. You want to see result. And when you're given the right balance of hormone in a short period of time, you go from being depressed, flat, uninspired, unmotivated, don't care, don't sleep, don't retain, don't retrieve, not sexual, to somebody that is visible, happy, inspire, motivate, remember, retain information, retrieve information, see significant change in his body, skin, sexual, empower, motivate it. There's no two way. You either have enough hormone or you don't have. Brilliant. Is there anything else that you want to end our recording on? Anything else that you feel like we didn't cover? Okay, I'll tell you just one thing. Okay. Because this month, I had, you see, the most expensive organ in the body is our skin, okay? In my building here in Beverly Hill, the plastic surgeon, the charging $250,000 for facelift. They're doing an incredible job and people come from all over the world. But your bioidentical hormone is the best facelift ever. I seen this month first a woman that I was taking care of her for about 20 years. The twin from the south, 
The mom died from breast cancer. They came to me about 20 years ago. One have every symptom in a book, said, I'm going to take hormone. I don't care. I tried to reassure her. The other one had no symptoms, said, unless you guarantee me that I would not get breast cancer, I wouldn't take it. Fine. One took it. The other one didn't take it. A month ago, this woman come to me, but she come with the old lady. And I said, you know what? I'm so sorry. I'm so happy to see that your mom is alive. I was always sure that she was dead. And she looked at me and said, I'm her sister. And she got breast cancer. Not to say that because she didn't take hormones, she got breast cancer. But this horrendous difference, the look, the expression, the skin, the brightness. I never seen something so drastic, but here what 20 years of not taking hormone have done. And then I've seen another lady. She's 85. I haven't seen her for four years. I treated her since 83. And she come and tell me there was reason why I couldn't come to you. And she always looked flawless. The last time I saw her, she was like 81. She looked beautiful. The skin, the barely any wrinkle. I always told her, when I grow old, I want to look like you. And here she come, and, and I'm very naive. I'm not political. And she come in, she asked, do you know who I am? And I say, I'm not sure, but I think a few years ago, I've seen your daughter. She aged so much on four years, using hormone, by the way, but we're not sufficient. The deterioration is so fast of a skin quality without hormone. But on the other hand, the buildup of functional skin, that it's full, full of rigor, with redness, with a lot of elastin and collagen, and build of a muscle underwear, this is what estrogen will give to you. So that's the last thing that I would, I I can sit and talk all day long. Right, um, I know. And I'm so interested in hormones and as somebody who's had such a difficult hormone. And the last thing I would say. Yeah. I absolutely resent the idea that women with breast cancer should not take estrogen. But Mm. this is a long discussion by itself. Yeah. Well, another conversation for another time. I'd love to have you on the show again. (laughs) Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks so much uh, for coming on. And if anyone wants uh, Dr. Rice's book, I will include a link in the show notes, which you can find at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash podcast forward slash E8. And thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you. And that does it for another episode of the Keto Diet Podcast. Thanks for listening in. You can follow me on Instagram by searching Healthful Pursuit, where you'll find daily keto eats and other fun things. And check out all of my keto supportive programs, bundles, guides, and other cool things over at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash shop. And I'll see you next Sunday. Bye.